1: What's up, everybody? Welcome into Diamond Bets. My name's Matt. His name is Joe. Great job to Chris and our crew bringing us in. The music's pumping in my ear. I'm excited. It's a Sunday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Time. It's when we come to you. We live all over Sports Grid and our radio affiliates, and of course, a tip of the cap to our good friends over at Series XM 204. Mr. Joe Pizapia, how has your week been as a better as you begin to see this MLB <laughs> season shake out?
2: pretty pretty good the FanDuel shares have been okay last two days not as good as during the week but you shake that off and you keep going but uh overall it's uh it's a little distressing because here we are about what 10 12 days or so into the season and everybody's hurt already and I know people are saying well it just feels like that because it's all happening at once no no it's true everybody's hurt and I don't understand this because you know, back in the 60s and 70s, you know, all these guys used to do is play ball and then go out carousing and drinking. And then in the offseason, they would go, you know, work at Ace Hardware and then come back and do it all again and play 162 games. I don't understand, Matt Striker, What's going on here in baseball where all these guys do is train and all these guys do is eat grilled chicken and stay in their hotel rooms and play Madden. And yet here we are and nobody can stay on the field. It's a little disheartening. You have any thoughts on that, Matt? Oh, yeah. Listen, you're going to have certain people, at least from a prior generation,
1: blame it on the way that this, gen- this generation does the game. But to your point about having the side job, there was a great article I read that Mark Melanson actually has an off season job where he puts in private putting greens in people's houses. So there are still people that are doing it the quote unquote old school way. I think it has to do with an uptick in the use of sliders. I think it has to do with an uptick in the use of changing launch angles for for batters. All these things that manipulate the tendons and things of this nature, changing the structure of the arm. Because when you think about it, ball and socket, the way the bone turns, if you think about the shoulder and the hip, there's a lot of anatomy that we can apply here and understand that they're doing more of a certain movement for whatever reason, and it's causing strain and pain
2: yeah well all i can say matt is that there's been a lot of movement towards the il that's where everybody's moving all right let's take a look at some good news because we did have history this weekend also which was pretty pretty cool i'll tell you what here we are joe musgrove the first san diego padre no hitter very cool stuff there nine innings for him one hits batsman no walks ten strikeouts joe musgrove saying hello to all of the new padre faithful and the Pittsburgh Pirates sitting there again going, what are we doing wrong? Why is it that everything we touch is terrible? And then it goes and leaves us and it becomes very good. I don't know why. Uh, they needed a little silver lining because Fernando Tatis Jr. was placed on the 10-day I.L. with left shoulder sublocation. And uh, I don't know if they're going to get him back this week as you are hearing rumblings of this to me sounds fishy. This to me sounds difficult. And look, this is going to affect the overall win total of the Padres if he misses any extended period of time. As good as this team is, as good as the pitching could be, I'm telling you right now, you don't have Ted I think that's the one piece that you can't afford, and that's something to really keep a close eye on. And if you do get an announcement anytime this week that he does miss significantly more time, that's something to maybe adjust. But look, good news, bad news for the Padres. Anything you want to take out of either one of these stories? Yeah, again, I mean, the show
1: called Diamond Bet. So as a wager, I'm thinking about what you said about win totals for the team. And you've seen that, what is it, Song Kim has been the guy to step in. They've been looking for some other people to replace Tatis. You also have to look at the arms as well. I mean, Paddock just went yesterday and hasn't shown them what they mm-hmm. hoped that he will. And with regard to Musgrove, here's just some numbers that I thought were interesting. I have them written down off to the side here. His K% percent was at 35%. His swinging strike was the percentage at over 13. His CSW, which is called strikes plus whiffs over the total amount of pitches, was 34%, which meant even the things guys were laying off of were still in the right spot, you know. Even his FIP reflected that. So Joe, I think that's super important, as we
2: are going to welcome everyone in from radio, but I'll let you handle that, since you're the man. <laughs> well, look, I, you're absolutely right about that, and it's it's also, it's not that the Padres don't have a ton of talent. They do, but I think Fernando is just the guy that stirs the drink there. Hosmer had a big night. Trent Grisham last night hit a home run. So, you know, the Padres could definitely still keep pace, regardless, with the Dodgers and and – the Dodgers have a little bit of an issue, too, because Cody Bellinger goes in the IL, and it's not the shoulder that everybody's worried about. It's the calf. So, you know, that's also a problem. But, you know, enough with the bad news. Let's talk about some good news. And the good news was that Lance Lynn turned in his second career shutout, struck out 11 Royals. I'm sorry for everybody on the LTN truck that uh, does our show. A ton of Royals fans. They did not like this. Tough week for them. You know, a little Shane Bieber is a tough. And then you get Lance Lynn. Uh, but one more injury, actually forgot to even mention this one, which is Cadel Marte going to miss a while with the right hamstring strain. Uh, I saw this injury live on Sports Grid when we were doing the show on Wednesday night, and this did not look good. And the Diamondbacks can ill afford, it. you know, they had Cole Calhoun who started the season on the I.L. He just came back and now you got Cadell Marte missing time. So this is really tough, but it's good to see some great pitching performances. And I think that's my big takeaway from the first couple weeks. You know, we always talk about the pitching, be ahead of the hitting. But my goodness, the pitching looks really good, and some of those guys like Corbin Burns, uh, Bieber, Lane, Garrett Cole, I mean, Jacob DeGrom, who can't get a W, uh, <laughs> no matter how well he pitches, but the pitching is really ahead of the hitting, it feels like, at least to start. Did you get that same sort of feeling in watching games last week? Yes. I mean, look, the name of the
1: show is Diamond Bets, folks. My name is Matt Stryker. His name is Joe Pizzapia. We come your way each and every Sunday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern time. And one of the great things I love about working with Joe every Sunday is the way that these discussions lean towards my wagers. And we're going to talk about that. You asked about the pitching. Yes. I also noticed that the dogs have been barking all season long. I'm expecting that to change. But before it does, I have some tips on how to ride a trend when we come back,
2: Joe. Ooh, I like the Matt Stryker tips. We're also going to take some of these pitching performances and spin them around and see how they affect the Cy Young odds because, if believe it or not, there's actually been some movement on those odds in the last two weeks. You're watching and listening to Diamond Bets. We'll be right back right after this.
1: Welcome back into Diamond Bets on a Sunday morning. Matt Stryker and Joe Pizzoppia chatting off the air a little bit about WrestleMania. We can carry that over on the air, but, of course, everyone is tuning in here for all of the Diamond Bets, the wagering talk. How can we beat the house? So, Joe, with that said, anything you want to talk about before we
2: jump into some Cy Young odds and how they've moved? No, I I want to get into the Cy Young odds. We'll see where the show goes. We're just starting out. If we start to meander now, then we start to get phone calls. So We might as well start. (laughs) with the uh, Cy Young Award uh, odds, we've already moved a little bit. Uh, and you can take a look yeah. here at the graphic. You see Garrett Cole and Shane Bieber, a little bit of separation there. That great start by Garrett Cole earlier this week. He has now moved to plus 280. You see Shane Bieber has now moved to plus 400. Now look, Shane Bieber, I think so far, the thing that I would say to you, Matt, is that you know he's kind of been a victim of a little bit of circumstance with the offense of the Indians not being great this year. Um, it's good to see Fran Reyes looking good yesterday, uh, hitting a couple of bombs. It's good to see Jose Ramirez dropping some bombs too. That's a positive sign, but I I don't think there should be some sort of giant separation here between Shane Bieber and Garrett Cole. And, you know, Garrett Cole has been really important because as you could tell from yesterday's game, Domingo Herman got sent down after the game. So Kluber's not been good. Herman wasn't good. Perhaps we'll see Davey Garcia, uh, Jordan Montgomery looked very good. Actually, that's the guy in the Yankee rotation that I would circle and say, This guy looks pretty darn good, but the Yankees are going to be in the market for another starting pitcher if this keeps up, and I think sooner than later. However, Garrett Cole has kind of been the ace, the guy that you expect him to be. Uh, The other thing that I want to kind of mention here is if you look at the odds, you'll see that Lance Lynn is at plus 16, and Lance Lynn, I think, understands that this is a moment in time for him. And it reminds me of of some other classic runs that some great teams have had over the years where they've acquired this workhorse starting pitcher and all of a sudden it kind of took them to the next level. You know, in my lifetime, the first time I remember this being the case and you saw it really make an impact was back in the day with the Chicago Cubs. If you remember when Rick Sutcliffe came over, right? And Rick Sutcliffe with his big difference-making pitcher there for the Cubs and brought them into the playoffs, things didn't work out. But I feel like Lance Lynn has kind of put in that scenario in that situation. And at sixteen to one, it's a more interesting long shot than people might imagine. Uh, Jose Barrios the other day, that delay I think kind of tweaked him a little bit, but he was so good in his first start of the year. I think at him at fifteen to one, Lance Lynn at sixteen to one, and Glass that at nine to one, all of those guys as long shots I think are in the conversation, Matt. And of course, Lucas Giolito should always be in there with the favorites as well. But so far, it almost feels like. Shane Bieber, the discount here all of a sudden, now it's four to one. They were both right around three to start the season. Do you have any feelings about the movement here, Matt? Because to me, it kind of feels like this is an early reaction to what we've seen, but not enough of a a reaction to what we've seen, I think, out of Lance Lynn in that, that last start that he made. Because I think this guy might be a dark horse candidate to at least monitor over the next six weeks or so
1: so i've always had a rule no matter what it's been whether i'm a better a player a fan fantasy whatever it is don't do anything until may 1st like just let Mm -hmm. the league the market shake out so everything is going to move good start bad start oh right now you know this guy's great in two weeks oh this guy doesn't have his slider i like barrios though because i think he's able to replicate his motion and continue his success throughout the season and if minnesota continues their success he's right there in that conversation with great great return on investment bieber is he surprising you no he's supposed to do exactly what he is doing let him mm-hmm. continue do what he is doing
2: that's it yeah well what's interesting to me is that i still thought going into this year that bieber was the favorite in the american league despite how great garrett cole is and all, all of a sudden team. the odds have moved <laughs> a little bit and that little yeah. movement from three to one to four to one actually has me sort of intrigued and the reason it hasn't me intrigued because i still see this as a really two horse race with those guys and then you can make some cases for some of the long shots for a little bit of fun, but Shane Bieber just moving from two starts because one of them in the snow he gets a loss there to the Tigers. <laughs> one, I mean, I, we've also uh, you know you got to realize we've moved forward a little bit in terms of the people who are voting for this award. Wins don't matter as much. They're going to look at those peripheral stats, and Shane Bieber's peripheral stats are going to be off the chart. The strikeout totals are going to be high, the whip, the ERA are going to be incredibly low. So there's no reason like, and I agree with everything you said, Matt. When you go to May 1st, you have a better idea of what things look like. But when you see an early overreaction, like the separation or the jump, should I say, between Cole and Bieber, and all of a sudden going from a three to one odds to a four to one just off of two starts, it's got me intrigued that this could be a unique moment with Bieber because I do think he is still locked in as one of the top guys in baseball. And then Barrios, you mentioned too, he made some offseason adjustments to that, uh, to that windup and to his mechanics. And he's a little bit quicker to uh the plate and that's been so far so good now we'll see if he can maintain that throughout the season let's talk about the national league too because the nl certainly it's jacob Degrom who continues to um swim upstream is that a kind way of putting it i don't know what to say anymore the mets since 2018 have blown 20 wins for him in games that he <laughs> they have 20 losses in games where he has basically given up no runs i don't understand what's going on here with the New York Mets and Jacob Degrom, I if I was him, I would just walk out of the clubhouse. Like they need to send him an edible arrangement. They need to do something for this guy because it is it is embarrassing what's going on. Now he's still the three to one favorite, but ha- what I've seen this year so far at a Corbin Burns, and we're going to talk about more Corbin Burns as the show goes on. Corbin Burns looks almost untouchable. He is in that same conversation. This fifteen to one, I guarantee you, by the time we get to May first, is going to be a ten to one or less. Now, I don't know how much Corbin Burns you've gotten to see so far this year, but I'll tell you what, the National League has seen enough of him and they already don't want any more. And it's just a matter of the innings. Can he have enough innings to keep pace and be in the conversation with DeGrom? Because if he kind of matches the peripherals, he has a chance to win more games because the Mets never win any Jacob DeGrom starts. And I'm very upset about in case you couldn't tell. (laughs) <laughs> here's
1: the thing with de so when, when i was working with wwe and, and living it up anytime i'd come home and go out with my friends i noticed no one would dip into their pocket and that's fine i was happy to do it i think that's the case with the mets and Degrom. they know that daddy's taking them out and it's almost as if they forget that they have a responsibility in this relationship as well and it can be frustrating and you make an interesting point about you said moving forward maybe moving laterally, the people that vote on these awards are going to have a different psyche and a different mentality. And that brings me to a guy like Corbin Burns, because he changed his mentality. He, he was just a fastball slider pitcher in a time forgotten. Now he's decreased, the uses as a slider, he's picked up a power sinker and a cut fastball, and he's really found it. And last but not least, there are two different types of bettors that are watching and listening to this show. There's the, the long time better that, that knows, and there's the new young better that's excited. You have to be patient
2: in this game. It's a long game, Joe. Do you agree with that? No, of course. When you're talking about these awards, it's always a long game, and we're going to do this all year long. We're going to continue to monitor these odds and and give you opportunities like the Bieber movement, which I think is one you actually should take an advantage of. And with some of these other ones, like Corbin Burns, I think you just wait a little bit longer to see where things go and, and you know what a difference time can make because you know the match Striker I know – I'm always the one that's dipping in the pocket every time we're going out and things (laughs) like that. I mean, I wish I knew this guy when, now that I know him now, uh, it's not really the same. Hey, you're getting sent lights and adapters and laptops and stuff. (laughs) I'm I'm getting all these toys, all these fun things, but all joking aside, look, you know, the, these are things to, to keep an eye on because in the wager world, you get these opportunities in these windows sometimes when there's a slight reaction plus or minus to something. And that all of a sudden opens up the opportunity. And what we're going to try to do all season long is monitor those opportunities for you on the show. Uh, Matt, is there another pitching performance of any of these guys in the American League or nationally that kind of stepped up for you that you thought, hmm, this guy may be in this race as well uh, that maybe we didn't consider as much?
1: Well, not, not as far as in the race, but there have been a couple of pitching performances that have raised an eyebrow, and I want to see more. Again, I'm this type of better that has learned from experience. So, yeah, I go out, I watch Dane Dunning pitch. Oh, my God, he's great, he's great, he's great. I'm not pinning all my money to Dane Dunning's back until he shows <laughs> no, no, me in a no. larger sample size. So as far as the Cy Young goes, no, it's been Burrios and it's been Bieber, and I'm not going to move so far away from the chalk on something like that. But if you want to look at some day trading and some other individual investments, keep watching some of these young kids pitch, man. They're going to show yeah. you something, Joe.
2: Glasnow shown me a lot. Uh, I was a little skeptical that he could step up and be the ace. So far, he's the one. And I go, okay, I think he has to be ready. And once again, the Rays get it right. We'll see what else is getting right, too, because we see some guys who have done really well in April. Is it real or is it Fugazi? We'll tell you when Diamond Bats <laughs> comes back.
1: Welcome back into Diamond Vets each and every Sunday morning 8 a.m. Eastern across all sports grid and radio affiliates. A special tip of our caps to everyone over at Sirius XM 204, especially all the truck drivers, delivery drivers out there. You keep us going. So thank you so very much. Joe Pizzapia, talking about the keeping us going, there have been a few players that have been hot, keeping a lot of betters going, a lot of fantasy players hot and going and then there have been some that have been cold and are kind of dragging people down so let's talk to the betters out there the wagers who are a part of some trends that we want to ride or maybe fade this week
2: well every april in major league baseball there's guys that kind of pop off that we're not really aware of or maybe should have been more aware of but far too often matt it does not last i think it's important to kind of break some of these guys down i mean remember tyler white a couple years ago with the astros exactly no you don't because it happened and then it's over. That's the problem. What happens is these guys kind of come out of nowhere. They shock the world and then they get figured out or they start to lose playing time and just, you can't sustain. Baseball is a game of streaks, which is something we always talk about here. And if you have more good streaks that are longer than the bad streaks, well, you end up becoming a pretty good player. Now the first guy on this list is part of the Cincinnati Reds and he's getting an opportunity, which is great. Now I love Tyler Naquin as a baseball player. I love the ones with the Cleveland Indians. He's now 30 years old. Uh, he is absolutely en fuego. I mean, he's at 318. He's got a thousand OPS over his 22 at-bats heading into the weekend's games and five home runs. Now, Tyler Naquin was always a good hitter. He's always a 280 hitter in the minor leagues. So if you're talking about a player that you think is sustainable and is going to help the Reds from that standpoint, yeah, he can. He can go out there and put the ball in play. He's also a good defensive player. I think the problem with Tyron Aquin was always the same thing, which was basically he never got a full run with the Indians, and every time that they were about to give him one, unfortunately, injuries happen, and he wasn't able to continue on, and then he would lose his spot. So it's always this terrible situation of always losing the opportunities when he was given them, kind of reminiscent of Alex Dickerson, who's now playing for the San Francisco Giants. Now, eventually, things have worked out for Dickerson. He's kind of made his way, but it's another player took him almost till 30 to get there. Now, with Tyler Naquin, for me, I don't think the power is sustainable. I don't think the minor league track record tells you that. However, it is a very good home ballpark for power. So, if you're looking for props, if you're looking for individual nights on Tyler Naquin, I say you ride the hot streak, but you have to understand yeah. it's probably good to start looking on the other side of this and looking on some of the unders and looking on some of the Reds kind of coming back to earth a little bit because the Reds are a team that historically start off a little hot the last few years and then kind of fade as the season goes. So, When I put Tyler Naquin to you, do you think this is real, or do you think this guy is a flash in the pan of April? Let it be
1: as real as it is for as long as it can be. This team, I believe, let me look off the side, he has Arizona and San Francisco. Is that what you used to say to your
2: ex-girlfriends, by the way? Let this be as real as it can (laughs) be for as long as it can be, and then I'm back on the road. And then I'm back on the road because I'm not uh, striker. I'm like a rock star. Yeah, you not there. wrong,
1: but at oh least God. I was honest. And then finally, Let this be I as real to as it down. can be.
2: Let's get <laughs> real as God, it can I be. The wife. Could you say I'm that again? I no, just liar. want to make sure I got that down. Can it be as real as <laughs> it can be for as long <laughs> okay, as it can so be? Okay, so here and we go. Then walk away
1: <laughs> <laughs> with regards to Tyler Naquin. Let it be as real as it can be until it isn't any longer. And here's why, all right? And as I was saying, all kidding aside, they have, uh, like I guess Arizona, then they go to San Francisco. You could pick on them. But here's one thing I read that I think gives perspective on everything. Naquin is on pace to hit 108 home runs. So as you hear that, understand that that is impossible. So... Ride the streak as long as you can, but like Joe said, look on the other side for some regression, perhaps maybe at the end of next week. So if you're a new better, ride this streak, but know it's not going to last. And obviously, if you're a seasoned eye, you know that this thing is up and down. It's a, the bell curve is what it is, so ride it and then get out.
2: I'll tell you what, uh, Juan Soto could hit 100 home runs in a season. Just saying. Fuck. You know <laughs> <kind of> <laughs> all right let's go to the next guy here and uh he has been a great story in the beginning of baseball no so doubt about him it's Yerman Mercedes oh my goodness the white sox love their new Mercedes he's been great 556 that's that's sustainable right Matt of course it is uh, but you know look if you look at Mercedes right now everything is working out for him right every every hit is falling. He's hitting balls hard. I love the uh, the shape of Yerman Mercedes, too, because he doesn't look like your prototypical guy that you see nowadays in Major League Baseball. Different body type, a little bit bigger body boy. And you know what? This boy's putting the bat on the ball, and that is a lot of alliteration for one segment, so I'll stop. <laughs> but Yerman Mercedes, let me tell you something. This This guy is not a complete fluke. Because if you go back and you look at the minor league track record, he has a career minor league track record of hitting 302. He has a career minor league slugging percentage of 491. So he's not a complete fluke. The problem is, where do you put him in the order? Now, what happened right. was this Aloya Jimenez injury opened up a spot on the roster, and then Tony Larusa riding the hot hand and not giving Andrew Vaughn every day at bats, much to my personal chagrin, has really given Mercedes this opportunity. Now, what happens when Mercedes stops hitting, I don't know because you know i don't know where you're going to play him except for dh basically because he's not the best defender in the world but i'll tell you what as far as riding this wave in a lot of ways you look at the minor league track record of this guy and i think his higher level is more sustainable than say tyler naquin's hundred home run pace or whatever jokingly we talked about because naquin's never been a big power hitter he's been a good average contact guy whereas mercedes has a little bit more pop than you realize yeah, so look, even if the Mercedes wagon regresses on the batting
1: average and settles in somewhere at three, that's awesome. And, and it's great that I heard Tony La Russa say that they've had their eye on Mercedes for the entire spring training. So that's something else that while he may be new to the world, he may be new to baseball, he may be new to the better in the wager. La Russa and the Sox management have known about this guy, and I think he's going to stick around here. As long as they win and as long as he hits to your point, if he stops hitting, you don't need to play him. So you, the problem solves itself.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that sentiment and you do have other guys you could turn to, you know, like Zach Collins, you have certain guys like, um, hug like Andrew Vaughn that, you know, it's, there's certainly enough bodies there to take over if things start to go wrong. Now, another guy too, who's been a great story in the beginning of major league baseball these first two weeks has been a Badu of the Detroit Tigers. Uh, he's got two home runs, seven Rebbies in 385. He's got a triple in there too. Uh, I mean, he basically has come out of nowhere. Let's be honest. I mean, uh, he doesn't have much minor league experience, just 233 minor league games over that period of time. He hit just 250. So here's the thing. Batting average doesn't mean everything, but it also portends to the idea of you have to give a guy some time to develop. And now at 22 years old, Perhaps he's made adjustments to whether it's the trading methods, whether it's his approach, whatever it might be. You see the raw athleticism in the kid, and you see the talent when he's out there on the field. but It doesn't always translate. Think about Byron Buxton, too, another player who was a great athlete but not a great baseball player early in his career. And look how things are going for him now to start this season finally. And sometimes it's a little bit of patience. Now, what's funny about Gil is that <clears throat> in a system that's talked so much about Green and Torkelson and, and Mize and Manning – Badu is not a name that we've heard or talked about at all, really. And he's basically seemingly come out of nowhere. So to me, I think so far, I don't want to put this evil on him, but I think it's more flash in the pan because he is still so young and we haven't heard much about him, but I hope he's not. So far, these three guys, I think Mercedes is the most real because you can go back and you can look at the minor league track records of players. And when you do that, always look at double A. Double A numbers are going to tell you who this guy is because that's where the best talent level is. And it's also where the most fair ballpark factors typically lie. When you get to AAA, especially in the West Coast teams, you get those PCL stats that really inflate everything and make it very, very difficult for you to really judge how good a player is. We've seen a lot of great PCL players get to the major leagues and then fail miserably, and people go, what happened? Well, if you go back and look at the AA numbers, you see who the player really is. So Akil Badu doesn't have a lot of either. So what I'm saying is probably flash in the pan, probably a little bit more development needed, but... Great story, great injection of life to the Tigers, which I think was much needed so far. So I'll put it to you. Do you think Badu is a flash in the pan, or do you think he's for real?
1: Well, you said something on the tail end of there. So Badu himself in an isolated market, yeah, I agree with you. There might not be a lot of sustainability there, but bringing life to this team. If you've been watching some Tigers games, everyone's been looking at the arms and, like you said, ignoring the bats. Look at what's happening here. Robbie Grossman walks. Miguel Cabrera hits. Badu hits. Lengthens out that lineup. And all of a sudden, the Tigers look like a complete team. Dare I say a more complete team than, say, the Kansas City Royals and that's another oh, conversation no. we can have is they're throwing things in the control room ladies and gentlemen I can hear them they're all Royals fans but it's a point because when the bats start to complement the arms all of a sudden a team becomes complete that's what Detroit's doing right now ride Badu again until he's no longer hot please this is Diamond Bets make those bets
2: if you notice through the show now, the rest of the show, if Matt's visuals and audio aren't <laughs> audio working properly, uh, I think, I think <laughs> you'll know exactly the reason why. Face. Yeah, there there's a little quiet rage going on there. It's oh, not going to be pretty. Last it. guy on the list is Nate Lowe of the <laughs> – Oh, of the Texas Rangers having himself a good start to the season after a dreadful spring where people were worried he was going to basically lose his job. He's got three dingers and 28 at-bats, 14 RBIs, 286 batting average, and a 643 slugging. He is not a flash in the pan. He just had a terrible spring. And if you go back and look at the minor league track record of this guy, he is a player that basically had a 345 slash. So we're talking about a player around 300 batting average, 400 on base, and a 500 slugging. That is elite. Now, I'm not saying he's gonna turn into an elite player, but when we start to look at the futures of this individual player and look at individual props on any given night for this player, the power is real, the opportunity is there. And I think he just needed every day at bats. You know, it's very difficult. I think the Rays sometimes do themselves a disservice by not by the the hyper specialization that they run. And I think that Nate Lowe basically was a a player that was a sacrificial lamb of that. And now he's getting every day at bats in Texas. This is a good thing for him. So keep an eye on these players and we'll check in on them in a couple weeks and see how they are actually doing. Uh, Speaking of how players are doing, it's time for our favorite segment here in hour one. It's three up and three down, where we're going to take a look at the guys who are having great weeks and the players having eh, not so great weeks. When we come back on Diamond Bets, we'll tell you who's who. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back into Diamond Bets. My name is Matt. His name is Joe. We have a great time here talking baseball. We come your way each and every Sunday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern time. Check all of your local listings. And of course, Sirius XM 204 is where we land. Joe PCP, it's time for three up and three down. And I think it's a great segment to inform fans and wagers where the ride continues to take us. We talked about some players that were hot. In the last segment would it sustain itself let's talk about some
2: players that are up let's start there who do you got well let's start with uh, a veteran player and uh, something my dad used to always say is that youth and skill is no match for old age and treachery that's right jd martinez who had a terrible year last year and everybody wanted to talk about is he done is it over no it's not over he's in 433 with 12 rbi and Two dingers with an 867 slugging over his 30 at-bats so far in this past week. This is a week, okay? This is seven games. Take a look at that stretch real quick. And, and this is what happens. And J.D. Martinez came out publicly, and I give him a lot of credit because in February he came out and he said, look, I didn't pay attention. I didn't work. I thought the season was over. I knew we were in a rebuild. I didn't take it seriously. I came back, and I was not prepared to be back. And he also talked about, you know, as a DH basically now in his career that not having that in-game video to study the pitchers and do the things that he normally did in terms of his process to prepare really did affect him also. Well, everything's going back to normal, and so is J.D. Martinez. So if you got him at a discount and he's going to draft or if you made any sort of investment in this guy uh, in terms of season-long over, you know, unders, I'll tell you right now, the over is looking good to start. Now, look, every player is going to have ups and downs. But we're talking about a premium talent, and I think you always take a shot on a premium talent bouncing back from a down year, especially when that down year had so many odd variables that do not normally come with a regular baseball season. So it's great to see J.D. off to a good start. Devers is starting to heat up as well. That's a good thing. He's starting to look a little bit better after a very, very over slow start for the season. So J.D. Martinez looking good. Red Sox. Still trying to figure out their path, but it's nice to see JD back. So, uh, how do you feel about JD Martinez as a start match striker?
1: Well, I admire the. Admission of complacency. I think we can all benefit from a little self-reflection, even as a better, as a wagerer. A lot of times, we take a step back and say, "Well, why did I change that bet, or, or why did I go so high there?" And it's interesting. Uh, with that said, ride these player props on Martinez until they're no longer there. I think that's the best way to cash in on his success. Look for the player props, and also look for those batter versus pitcher matchups, and that can really tell you a great story. This is an elite talent. This is a professional hitter. He should be able to continue to produce throughout the entire season, independent of what his team does, unless he starts to see uh, less and less good pitching.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, look, in Colorado, it's always tough to tell, you know, how good a week is because, well, it's Colorado. But Ryan McMahon had himself a week this past week, too. I mean, he had a few home runs in one game. And Ryan McMahon's been a player that I think everyone's been waiting for to really kind of emerge. But at certain times, certain acquisitions, Daniel Murphy – and uh, kind of hindered that ability to get every day at-bats over his last 24 at-bats heading into the weekend, four home runs, seven RBI, 375 batting average, and slugging, slugging 958, slugging, not an OPS, boys and girls, slugging 958. That's pretty incredible. Now, Ryan McMahon, you know, once again, these numbers are not sustainable. But in terms of how important it is for the Rockies, you know, when you lose Nolan Arenado, To have guys like him step up to have garrett hampson step up those are really important guys that they need right now offensively if they're going to compete at all it's good to see john gray have a good start now the one caveat with these ryan mcmahon numbers this week is these were a few again games against the diamondbacks so the diamondbacks have struggled mightily so far this year on both sides of the ball losing Cattell Marte is going to hurt them on both sides of the ball it's gonna hurt the pitching staff too because you lack that offense so You know, this is a tough one to swallow there, but a good week from Ryan McMahon. So I'll ask you this question. Do you think that Ryan McMahon is setting himself up for success this season? Because it seems like the opportunity is finally there for him to kind of take it and run. Do you think he will run with it?
1: Well, let's not forget park regression i mean a, a lot Man. of what ryan mcmahon is going to do half of it's going to happen in the thin air of colorado with that said looking ahead i think colorado's at the dodgers and then they're home to the mets right and uh, also you yeah, Peterson, the lefty on that Mets staff, who could provide some trouble. So I look at some player props on McMahon. But like I said with J.D. Martinez, I'm, I'm also going to apply that here. I'm going to look at the batter versus pitcher matchups. I'm also look at some park regression, look at some other things. Even the umpiring crew is something that you have to think about. A guy like McMahon probably is not going to get the same calls as, say, a guy like Martinez. It's just a fact. So you have to take all these things into consideration. But, yeah, you could player prop McMahon, especially when he's back home. But pay attention when they're on the road. Who's throwing the ball to him?
2: Now, I made the joke earlier when we opened the show about, you know, the guys who used to work at Ace Hardware in the offseason. Well, if anybody looks like they worked at Ace Hardware, it's Lance Lynn. And I love that about him, okay? And by the way, Ace Hardware should be a new sponsor of the show. 13 innings so far in his two starts, 17 strikeouts, two walks. See that big zero there? Zero earned runs. That's right. He hasn't given up a run yet, .95 whip. Uh, Let me tell you, Lance Lynn is exactly the guy that they thought they were getting, and this is huge for the White Sox. It's huge for their win total as the season goes on, too. Because as great as Lucas Giolito was, I think you needed somebody else there at the top of this rotation yeah. to take a little pressure off him, to be a veteran presence, to kind of set the stage, and also kind of to battle with him. Dallas Keichel is not that guy. Dallas Keichel is a pitcher who I know it has been a rough start, but he'll figure out his way. He always does. And the rest of the rotation, there's been some pluses and minuses. In, but that's why Lancelin is so important. Cause every fifth day you feel good about that W and having a guy like that in that rotation. That's why I was so bullish going into the season about that win toward the white Sox, And so far so good for Lance Lynn. I love this guy. He's like a big old hoss, man. And I think he's just, you know, let's get back to this body type in baseball. Can I get an amen? That striker. <laughs> Fair enough, man. I'm moving towards a dad bod myself, but I like
1: that it. But listen, man, Lance Lynn adds to an already dangerous White Sox staff. Uh, Given the rain out, I believe it was yesterday. Now we're looking at Dylan Cease is going to be going. I want to see what he can truly do. Michael Kopek has established a different type of role than they originally anticipated. So yeah, if the team, the White Sox, continue to roll and Lance Lynn even is just what, 60%, right? He's got to just be that much better than average for me to continue to make some money on.
2: Him. Yeah, uh, Lance Lynn, I'd be looking, whenever he's on the mound, I'm looking heartily at the White Sox because he's giving them a really good chance to win every single one of those starts. I guarantee it. And you know he's going to give you innings too in those starts, which is something you don't see from almost anybody nowadays. Could you imagine second start of the year going out there throwing a shutout? I mean, come on, it's glorious. All right, let's talk about the down because wherever there's ups, there's downs. And we got to start with Teoscar Hernandez, one of the breakout stars of last year, but a guy who still strikes out a ton. And oh, wait, still striking out a ton this year also. Over his last seven games heading into the weekend's action, 25 at-bats, 13 strikeouts in those 25 ABs, 125 batting average, no home runs, one RBI. You can't be a productive player if you don't put the bat on the ball. And this is always my problem with these big strikeout guys. You have these massive swings. Now, Teoscar is better than this. The question is, is he as good as what we saw last year? Or is that just a great small sample size? And I think that's a fair question to ask about this player. For me, I would go into the season with all the unders on this player, understandably so, because of all the swing and miss he does have. I love the rest of this offense. They put up a huge number yesterday. You got to see them playing in their home ballpark for this year. Poor Blue Jays, man. Displaced not one but two seasons in a row. But you know what? Those kids are still getting it done. But Teoscar, not getting it done so far, Matt.
1: Yeah, so uh, first and foremost, keep an eye on Teoscar's health. Check all of your media, everything you do. There's been some COVID-19 relation stuff to Teoscar Hernandez. But as a whole, this Blue Jays team is just finally starting to erupt. They're percolating. And if Teoscar Hernandez misses a significant amount of time, he's going to miss that boom. So, yeah, man, fade him until he is part of the boom. Otherwise, as I always say, make sure you check all the information on all these players because sometimes the decisions are made for you.
2: Yeah, sometimes they are. I know all left the game the other night. Uh, He tested positive, I guess, for a positive test for COVID. So keep a close eye on all of that with the Blue Jays. Uh, Also, speaking of boom, I haven't seen a whole lot of boom from our next guy here. It's Miguel Sano. Miguel Sano, another player with tons of swing and miss. And this is what you're going to get. You're going to get these big waves of good and bad. And this is a wave of bad slugging just 217 over his last 23 at-bats coming into the weekend with two hits, 11 strikeouts in the 23 at-bats, hitting 0 Oh, my goodness. Ugh, he's doing a 187 to any investment you had on him. I can tell you that right now. 0-8-7 <laughs> for Miguel Sano. And I think the Twins are kind of in a fork in the road with him. And I think that there's a chance you could see eventually them kind of move on this year from him. And I said that going into the year, and the slow start is not helping things. Miguel Sano, once upon a time, was the can't-miss prospect that is going to be their franchise player. He has not become that. I think you can officially move on from that. Your patience is paid off with Byron Buxton, is not paid off with Sano. He's not a good defensive player. He's too much swing and miss as an offensive player. To me, this is a stock that's down, and I don't see it getting much better, Matt. Dear Rocco
1: Baldelli, my name is Matt Stryker. I'm a former professional wrestler, and now I am part of the Sports Grid family, hosting Diamond Bets with Joe Pizzoppia every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. Please play Williams Astudillo on a daily basis. Sincerely, Matt Stryker. My gosh, how much longer do we have to wait? Just stop this already. If you have been pinning money to Miguel Sano's back, it's been feast or famine, but it's been more famine, and I'm starting to get hungry. I want to fade him, remove him, until he can show me the big pop in the back. This is a streaky player, man. This is a roller coaster kind of player. Give me Williams-Astadillo on this team. Give me healthy Mitch Garvey. There are plenty of other player props, plenty of other ways I can go on this team. Miguel Sano is a black hole on this team with regards to throwing money down and not
2: seeing a return. Uh, it was a nice love letter to Rocco. By the yeah. way, the only the only name that makes me feel un-Italian is Rocco Baldelli. You know, the Joe yeah. Pisa Pia has to like kind of have a step down on the Italian scale. Who's Rocco Baldelli Pizzoppia? is like, who's this guy? I'm the one. Hey, he's the alpha. He's the one. Let me tell you, who's Rocco Baldelli. Alpha? How oh, yeah. you doing? You know, my dad wanted to name me Bruno, but that's a side conversation. One side, time. Bruno Pizza Pia. My name is Matt. Hey. Max. Hey, do you like all these baseball players we're talking about today, Yeah. Huh? Anyway, one more guy to talk about who had a pretty good spring, and then it's all falling apart again. Now, one of these starts was in Colorado. I want to give him a pass, but I'm not going to. So two games so far, Madison Bumgarner looks exactly as lost as he was last year. He's given up 15 hits in those two starts over nine innings, 11 earned runs. When you have more earned runs than innings pitched, that's a problem. The whip is a number that the ERA should be. It's 222. The ERA is 11. 11. Matt Stryker, I know we were thinking and hoping that Madison Bumgarner could turn it around. We had some encouraging spring numbers, but are you discouraged now by the 11 earned runs in nine innings?
1: I'm seeing a huge difference decrease in the ticks of the fastball, the league Mm -hmm. figuring him out. Again, I'm going to say, talk to me May 1st about, this is Madison Bumgarner we're talking about, and there's some other things going on with this team. I mean, Caleb Smith also has uh, had some appearances out of the bullpen, changing roles there. They're trying to find themselves. And if Bumgarner can right the ship, he's going to be good, decent. But, yeah, a couple of more starts, and then I might also hop off this train as much as it pains me to
2: say. Yeah, look, the velocity being down, and he's only thirty-one years old. If you can imagine, like he's not that old lot compared to some on other that pitchers. On, man. But that's the thing. It's like it's the it's the tread on the tires. It's it's not yeah. how new they are, and that's that's unfortunately the case here. Madison is probably a Hall of Fame pitcher when you consider things, but yeah. I don't know, man. This is this is sad to see because we've seen guys like Sabathia and Pedro and all these great pitchers remake themselves with less velocity. I don't know why he hasn't been able to do that yet. We're going to hit a break. Yeah. When Matt and I come back, we're going to talk about a little scandal that could be brewing in Major League Baseball and what kind of impact that could have to some of your preseason and current wagering because MLB is looking real hard at Trevor Bauer's balls. What did they find? We'll tell you when we come back right here on Diamond Bets.
1: Welcome back in. This is Diamond Bets. My name's Matt. His name is Joe, each and every Sunday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, right here on Sports Grid, all our radio affiliates, and of course, special hello to all our friends of Series XM 204. Now, Joe, this is a topic that you've wanted to discuss. I think it's rather controversial, so I'm just going to lay out here
2: and let you take the reins. The floor is yours, man how brave of you to just kind of step away here. I mean, just because I did a, a tease about Trevor Bauer's balls going into the break. And now all of a sudden you're, you're like a coward. You don't want to talk about this with me. No, it's, we're going to talk about this because apparently major league baseball is saying that they're looking into suspicious materials that are found on Trevor Bauer's baseballs. And, and look, cheating is a part of baseball is as American as apple pie. Okay. Everybody's always looking for an edge. And if indeed he gets caught, he's going to have to take his medicine with this. We know this. And they're using some of this stat cast data now to track some of this stuff, which I think is fascinating because all the guys like Trevor Bauer, who are love all their stat cast stuff, it could come back to haunt them. It could be the thing that actually catches them in the act if it is. And he was a guy who was outspoken about the Astros and they're cheating Stealing signs is a part of baseball. It always has been. It's the way they did it that they got nailed for. Let's get over it. Using pine tar and all these other, like, it's just part of baseball. It's what's always gone on. And if you get dinged, you get dinged. Don Sutton, Don Sutton is a Hall of Famer. Mm. Don Sutton was one of the most notorious cheaters ever. You know that. I know that. We all know that. Go back and look at the Necros, okay? Just go back and look at some of these guys over the years. Look, I'm not saying it's right. What I'm saying is let's not overreact to it. And there's millions of dollars at stake, Matt. And I think that's the difference. So if Trevor Bauer does get suspended, what does that do to that 103 and a half we were looking at for the Dodgers? Obviously, it changes all that. And as we approach the top of the hour, I just want to leave
1: you with this. When man chose to eat from the tree of knowledge, then man decided to discern what was
2: right and what was wrong,
1: and the world went to hell. There's that, Joe.
2: Well, now you don't have to go to church, everyone, today. You got your Sunday right here from Matt Stryker. We're going to absolve you of all of your sins and the sins of baseball players everywhere. That's hour one in the books. Hour two, we got a lot of good stuff coming at you, including some more key injuries. We'll be right back with hour two of Diamond Bets right after this.